and welcome. My name is Casey. And I'm Elena. And you're listening to another episode of Earbuds Engaged, Portfolios of the Young Professional. A podcast for fellow teaching artists and those searching for their niche in the music world. And our goal is to create a community of individuals who share our vision for the future of classical music. If you believe you are one of those individuals, it would mean the world to us for you to go over to iTunes and give us a rating or a review, as that is the best way for us to be found online. We also release new episodes every week, and in order to make them as relevant as possible, we need your feedback. Write us a review, and we'll read them on the podcast as a shout-out and a thank you for your support. Yes, we love to hear from you. And, you know, I wish that there was a way to comment on podcasts the same way there is for like a YouTube video or an Instagram post or something. But podcast is just a different ballgame, I guess. So <laughs> you have to leave a listening. <laughs> yeah, you have to like leave a, a rating or a review. <laughs> so it has to anyway. be really official and intimidating to do. That's right. Well, today I am so excited. We have a guest again. Today we're going to be speaking to Kennedy Jason. Is that correct? Yeah. Yes. Hi. Yes. All right. So let's see. I'm going to switch over to our little question sheet so we can stay on on topic here <laughs> and start. Don't worry. We can go off topic a little bit. Oh, no, no, no. We can go off topic, but we oh. need to start on topic. Well, don't tell me that because I'll talk about literally anything like forever. <laughs> I am long winded. So. <laughs> oh, good. Yeah. <laughs> no problem with that. You're going to edit like eight hours out. It's going to be like, oh, she didn't stop talking ever. Well, you, it's fine. You did have a whole work day today, so that probably wore you down a little bit, right? Maybe, like maybe like two percent. Like it's my, I work from home, so it was like fairly chill. I have enough okay. in me. I have a couple hours of chatter in me. Don't worry. Okay, good. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm very curious. I'd like a background about how you came to where you are now. So I kind of laid it out a little bit as your adolescence, your childhood. When did you become interested in music? And did you like have a, a main instrument that you started on? Yeah. So um, I've had music in my life as really as long as I can remember. Um, my dad was the drummer in a country band in just in like our town. Um, so all through, I don't know, I think probably one of my earliest memories, I might have been like four years old. I don't know where I was, but I just remember my mom like yelling at me because I was like standing like right next to the speaker and she's like, you will literally go deaf, like you need to stop. And I like was doing the most. Um, so just <laughs> ever since then, I don't know, I remember like music was very just important to like my whole family. Um, I definitely remember wanting to be a veterinarian as a child, so I'm not really sure when this switch happened, um, mm. but... I did have, I feel like every, like, middle schooler wants to be, like, a pop star or whatever, so I guess, like, I fell into that category, too. Um, but I guess my official segue into music, to actually answer your question, my official segue into music was, um, like, a musical theater summer camp I did. Uh, I think it was the summer before my fourth, yeah, before fourth grade, and I had, like, a solo. It was, like, three lines of a song in this, like, review, and I was like, I'm not bad at this. And I just got, like, very into it. I was like, this is totally, like, something I could do with myself. So I wanted to be, of course, like, famous and whatever. And then, you know, high school, like, rolled around and I started considering just other options because I wasn't, like, magically famous or discovered, like, singing in the Wegmans. So I um, <laughs> was like, let me, like, actually think about this as, like, a vocation. So I got into music education in college um, and then switched to music therapy after, like, two months. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. So, oh, and then I guess just other background, I, um... I did play the flute in middle school. That was the first instrument I played that wasn't my voice. And then I 
taught myself like very basic guitar in high school and so, like a little ukulele. So that was like my from all different angles here, like my segue into college, I guess. Yeah, yeah. And did you um did you ever do anything official with it besides just the band and kind of doing school things or community things with theater? Like did your did you get private lessons in any of this or was it just like, oh no, I'm interested, so I'm gonna keep with it? I um well I was writing music pretty young. I actually this is really funny that today of all days my mom sent me a video from like my first gig ever when I was like fifteen. Um Aww. really weird. I would play like at coffee shops, um just around I'm from Rochester, New York, so just like around the city, like I would just play um anywhere they would let me pretty much and I wrote music a ton. I went to a couple different summer camps for music or for theater. Um I didn't take voice lessons until it was time to start looking at colleges because I got actually Duquesne's list of like audition requirements and I was like I have no clue right. what I'm doing like what is an art song like what is this so um I started taking so voice you learned Romeo Ben <laughs> yeah yeah actually that's yep that's exactly what it was um <laughs> but that's it took me a while to get there I just didn't I don't know I was in choir I was in a barbershop quartet through high school so I wasn't like Ooh. I took it seriously but I was like I don't need lessons like I'm doing enough and then eventually I was like no I need to get it together like let's pull it together so I started <laughs> taking voice lessons I think I guess it was my junior year of high school Gotcha. Yeah. Ooh, that's also interesting. I love that. (laughs) Thanks. (laughs) Do you, um, by any chance, well, I'm sure you remember, what musicals were you in? Like, specific titles? Okay, I went to, like, like a really Sorry, I'm just just so curious about this, because I did musicals, too. (laughs) No, I'm totally down for it, and I wish I had better answers, but I was in Cinderella in, uh, like, summer camp. That was, like... The closest to, like, a real musical. I went to, like, a weird private school, and we did, like, Moby Dick the musical, and, like, just, like, really yep. weird, like, like I don't want to say weird, like, obscure things, I guess. That yep. sounds so pretentious, but, so, like, <laughs> we did, like, a review one year of, like, Rodgers and Hammerstein. We did, like, a Rodgers and Hart review. Like, I don't think we did besides Moby Dick. I don't think I was ever in a musical that was, like, here's a story at the beginning and the end, and there's, like, a middle, like, it was just always something goofy, I feel like, um... Yeah, I think Cinderella was probably the only, like, legit musical I was ever in. What a shame. (laughs) (laughs) There's still time. (laughs) There's still time. This is true. I can't dance, so that would be real fun. But I could, like, walk around and dramatically sing and then, like, leave the stage immediately. Like, the giant hook comes and takes me off. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. Did you have to do, like, did you have to go through the whole audition process um, very much in, in these journeys? Um... Like a little bit. Um, flute oh, or wait, for you know, the shows? I was in the sixth grade. I was in Peter Pan the musical in the ensemble. Um, that was a real audition. Cinderella was a real audition. But when I was in like middle and high school, because the school was so small, they were just like, they would do like a voice test for you and you'd like read a monologue. But it was just to, like figure out where to put you. It wasn't like, are you in or not? Like everyone was right. in because they needed warm bodies. <laughs> it wasn't because I was good. It was just like, oh, she's like there. <laughs> like, oh, uh, <laughs> no, 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 no. It's fine. <laughs> Now, okay, you said you were in a barbershop quartet? I was, yeah. Like, we can't skip past that. Oh, okay, Tell yeah, let's talk about week. it. What kind of outfit? Um, Nothing that weird. Well, my first performance with them, we had to wear these, like, my school colors were, um, what, green and, like, it was either green and white or green and black, or maybe all three, but we were these, like, green, like, tuxedo vests, and it was, like, a bunch of men and then me and this one other girl, so it was, like, us with these, like, ill-fitting, like, silky vests. And we're like, mm, let's, like, not do this. So we ended up all getting matching T-shirts. 
Which is, yes. like, they were cute. I had them made into, like, a blanket, but, like, one had, like, a record oh. on it. One, they always said, like, it was, like, the vocal cords in the back was, like, we sing so you don't have to. So they were, like, cute, and we were just wearing, like, that with jeans. It wasn't anything that serious, but the vests were, like, that's a moment, for sure. Yes. Right? That sounds <laughs> actually really fun, though. It was, yeah. It I does. have a lot of good memories doing all that kind of stuff in high school. What kind of, um, where did you perform? Did you just generally stay at the high school to perform, or did you go out and perform? Um, I'm trying to think. I think we were pretty much always at the high school for, like, the concerts or, like, mm-hmm. any function. Um, we did do, I think we did this twice. We sang the national anthem at a baseball game, which was really cool. Um, and of course, that's, like, a big deal to someone who's, like, 15. Like, that's, like... Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was, it was pretty cool. Like, they put it on, like, the radio and stuff, so... Um, but nothing other than that, it was just like choir concerts. We would be like a portion of the music concerts. I love it's like a bunch of little pieces of a puzzle that Kat put together to form your your music career. That <laughs> yeah, is now. that's a really good way to put it. That's so true. Mm-hmm. So then you said two months into your music ed degree, you already knew you wanted to switch to music therapy. So tell us about that. What kind of led you down that path? Um, I don't know. I just I feel like I definitely remember going to like a, um, what would they call it? Like a preview day at Duquesne. And I was like, I want to do performance. But then in my head, I was like, music education is a very solid, like backup plan, mm-hmm. which is so mm-hmm. rude. <laughs> back. Ah. But I asked somebody, um, like one of the admissions people, like, oh, like, what would you say to someone who wants to go into music ad and music performance? And he was like, well, I would tell that person, I would assume that they were doing that because they wanted to be a better, like musician to teach their students. And I was like, what no students like what are you talking about so I was like no (laughs) and he was like well it's basically the same program except like the education when you like learn how to teach people but it's like the same like music kind of training so I was like oh okay whatever so I'm not gonna waste my time with this like performance degree and then I was like the whole thing I was like you know like literally six weeks in I was like crying in the bathroom between classes and like panicking Mm -hmm. and I was like just big picture I was not seeing that for myself so I was like oh this Mm -hmm. is this is not it like this will not work and I literally had like a mental breakdown in a voice lesson and was like crying. My voice teacher was like, "What? Stop! Stop crying! What are you doing? Like, well, let's talk about this. What's going on?" And I was like, "I don't know." And um, she was like, voice "I feel lessons, like voice Sorry? lessons can totally turn into therapy sessions real quick." Oh, any oh my god, it's the classic place to have a breakdown. You're like, "You're asking me to what?" Yeah, yeah. Seriously, pretty much every time, it's just like something about like going into your head voice. Like it just triggers like an emotional response. I swear. <laughs> I don't know why. I have no reason to, like, I have nothing to back this up. But just, like, if, like, anyone listening, like, just trust. <laughs> like, yes, it's I believe true. It. You have it's to totally take thing. something extra. It does. Like, it's just, I don't know, that little extra, like, energy or, like, that deeper inhale just, like, opens, like, I don't know. You have to make room for the air so you have to get, the, like, all the emotions out. I have no clue. Mm-hmm. Um, but all that to say, my voice teacher was like, you should look into music therapy. I feel like you're really artistic and, like, that would, like, totally fit your vibe. So I was like, all right, whatever. So I, like, went on the... <laughs> I went on the AMTA website and I met with the program director and I was like, oh, this is like, sounds actually really cool. Like, it doesn't sound like a backup. It sounds like a job I would actually want. And it is. So that worked out really well. Yeah. I love that. It was like a fairy godmother moment. Of course, I had to bring it back to Cinderella somehow. It was like a fairy godmother (laughs) moment. Did you um, at all think about that as an option beforehand? Or um, did you like not even know that it was a thing until you started looking it up and doing research on it? I had heard, like, someone at a, I don't know where I was, I was at some kind of class, and the person teaching it said that her daughter was a music therapist, and I was like, that sounds cool. And I remember saying to my college advisor I wanted to look at schools where that was a program, but I didn't know, like, anything about it. I didn't know how that would look, like, 
like a nine to five. Like I didn't know what a day would look like or like what that really was. It was just like, that sounds like a cool, like practical implication. Um, and I honestly, at this point, I realized like looking back, I was totally like a dream crusher. And like, I totally think that music is realistic career goal for like anybody in like any facet. Um, so I would not like say that to someone now, but I was like thinking like, well, if I can't be like this famous folk singer songwriter, like I can maybe do that instead too, which is like another option for me, but I really didn't know anything about it. Obviously like I do now or like once I did, once I started looking into it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think a lot of people have that mindset. Like if I'm not going to make it big, we talk about this all the time. Like it kind of, there's this, um, attitude or stigma around studying music where if you're not going to make it big, you should just fall back. (laughs) Yeah, and I don't know why, like, like, people have, like, viable careers do it, like, in Pittsburgh, or, like, you know, wherever you are, like, you don't have to be, like, on, like, a judge on The Voice, or, like, whatever, like, your level of, like, famous is, like, you don't have to do that, like, you can definitely have a career, like, where music is part of your everyday, and it's not, like, touring the country or whatever. Mm. Yeah. So, I don't know, like... I know that music therapy is a thing. I have no idea what the program looks like. So would you be willing to kind of take us through your college experience? Like what kind of classes did you take? What kind of skills did you learn? And all that kind of stuff. Yeah. um, So it's a four-year program. Well, it's technically a five-year program. So you have four years of like schoolwork and then you walk at graduation, but you don't get your diploma until the next year because you have to, or whenever you finish your internship. So mm. it's like a four, like, I think they market it as like a 4.5 year program. Um, so the four <laughs> years in school, I took, of course, all my core classes that Duquesne has you take. Um, I had to do practicum placement every semester. So I would do 20 hours of, um, like face to face with a client under the supervision of a music therapist and then documentation and stuff. So that all counts towards, um, what let me do an internship and then get board certified. Um, I took some psychology classes, some childhood development kind of classes. Of course, musicianship is a big part of it. We had to take private voice lessons, guitar, piano lessons as well. And then each semester had one portion of like the music um, sequence, I guess we would say. So like one semester was like developmental health and music therapy. One was physical health. Um, that would be like medical or like working with older adults or seniors, which would I do now. Um, one was psychology or like psychiatric settings and music therapy. And then our last year we did a, um, what do we call it? Community based community engaged practicum. That was our last year. So we went to a facility with no music therapist. They had no music therapy at all. And we had to like make a program and kind of enact it, which is really cool, but also very intense, especially when you're only there for two hours a week for 10 Mm -hmm. weeks So it's like, it was a lot of work. That was definitely like one of the coolest experiences I had in college. As frustrating as it was in the moment, it was very cool and I learned a lot. Um, So they do, at least at Duquesne, I don't know if some other schools work, but they definitely get you out into the field and like, like practicing, so to speak, Um, like functioning as like kind of a real music therapist within reasonable grounds. Um, But it's a, it's pretty intensive. I think I took 17 or 18 credits most semesters. Um, Some I got away with only 16 but that was not super common. Um, trying to think anything with, else. That's with 12 being the lowest, right? Oh, yeah. Like, I guess not every school is like that. So, yeah, 12 is the lowest. 18 is the highest. 
Yeah, CMU yeah. was weird about that. But my undergrad that I went to was the same as what you're talking about. The mm. 12 was like you had to do 12 to be a full time student, but then 18 was like the most you could do unless you got special permission or something. Right. Yeah. If you wanted to do yeah. like 20 or something, you would have to pay additionally. I don't know why, like how much it is or why that is, but 18. Yeah. Like, you have to get the. Stopped. He'd have to get the time turner like in Harry Potter because he's doing yes, right. credits. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Like they were like, oh, please. Like, <laughs> oh, please. You must talk to us first. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. I imagine that program's pretty new, though. Or maybe I'm completely off with that. Is um, the music therapy department at Duquesne, um, do, do you know if how long it's been around or how long the teachers have been doing it there? Um, so I think everyone that's there now is fairly new. Like the head of the program, I think has been there for, I almost said she's like 10 years old. She's been there for like 10 years. Um, so she, <laughs> like, I don't know why I said that. I no, was just like, yeah, only 10. New, yeah. New is a relative <laughs> term, but I think that, yeah, 10 year, a 10 year program is still pretty new though. Oh, for- the program has been around for a lot. Like one of, so my job now we have six locations and one of the other music therapists, I think, I don't want to age her. She's definitely like at least 60 and she went to Duquesne for music therapy. So it's at least... Oh. I don't know, wow. like 47 years old then. So that's an excellent school to go for that specific degree then. Yeah, right? I had a really good experience in the program. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, I think um, I think that there are more programs being put into place at more schools, and that's where we're thinking, like, this new idea. But it's, I think, yeah, the practice has been around, and then just more music schools even have been just adding it mm-hmm. and adding it to I think it's awesome because you have your foot in so many doors. Like, obviously, you're a musician, and then you have to um, go a little bit in the medical side, the psychology side, and mm-hmm. the childhood development side. Like, that is a lot. Um, so I kind of see almost how the veterinarian, the, your, like, interest in being a vet as a younger person kind yeah. of played into this. Like, you like that kind of <laughs> aspect of care, right? Yeah, that's a good point. You say you work with seniors now? I do. Is that, like, your comfort zone, kind of, yes. in all of those places? Absolutely. Um, I, all my different practicums, like, through college, I did one with seniors, uh, mostly with kids. I think that's just what is most popular in the Pittsburgh area in terms of where music therapists are working these days. And then I did one with teens and one with young adults. And those were, like, okay. Um, but, yeah, like, working with older people is really, like, that's like my bread and butter. That's just what I love to do. Never a dull moment. It's just so joyful. So much fun. People always ask me like, oh, isn't that like really sad? Like, aren't you sad all the time? Like literally never. I have like the most fun every day, which is so dramatic, but I really do. They're just like such a trip. I love that so yeah. much. We need to talk to you more because um, we are just sticking our foot in this um, like um, working with seniors kind of experience. I think most of us in our group are more comfortable with children. Oh, okay. There's like, so I don't know. I have so many questions, but maybe not in the order of what we're doing things right now. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds good. So again, you learned a lot of different instruments. What was, do you have any stories about what was really difficult about doing that or what was like really fun? Um, so I started guitar in high school. So I guess that was like the most fun. Like our class would just be like a jam session. Basically we had it three times a week for like an hour and a half, I think, each time. Um, and we would just like all sing and play like all at the same time. <laughs> like it was like, that was just, that's fun. I don't know. It was like, and it was like, um, some people like never touched a guitar before. So that was probably really stressful. But for me, it was like, I knew what I was doing. So that was nice. Piano was a trip and a half. 
<laughs> I don't know. Do either of you play the piano? Yeah. Casey oh, does. yes. Um, okay, so I'm sure you can imagine. I'd never touched a piano before I went to college. And our... Yeah, that's a yeah, hard time was, to start. <laughs> it was yeah. rough. There was one... This is not the story you asked for, but the story I'm going to give you. Um, this, I was... Um, <laughs> We had to, it was like for our final, we were given three patriotic songs. I don't remember what they were, but, um, we only, they, I thought we only had to learn two of them and we had to play them for each other. So I played my two and then our instructor, um, was like, oh, what about like the third one? And I was like, I, I didn't have to do it. She's like, you have to do it right now. So I'm like painfully sight reading. It was America the Beautiful. I'm like painfully sight reading. I'm like, oh my gosh. I was like sweating and like people are grading me and I could tell they're grading me nicely and giving me like a B, but it was like, no, I didn't know a a note of this. I knew middle C and nothing above and below it or before and after it. It was really just so horrible. Um, That was stressful. I'm not going to lie. But otherwise I had a, you know find time like learning all different instruments i do know ukulele as well which i didn't learn in school but that i brushed up on that a lot during my internship um and then i have a banjo that i've been like slowly (gasps) chipping away at that's so cool (laughs) one day i'll be able to play it i know like three chords so i can play like a couple songs any song in the key of d pretty much without a minor chord i'm i'm down beautiful yeah (laughs) that's so many songs probably it is yeah especially for work it's like everything is like one four five so like yeah whatever play if you if you're gonna sing in the key of d like let's go (laughs) (laughs) it gets pretty high up there that is true i'm not a singer (laughs) (laughs) that's true so you yeah oh i was just gonna so you are more on the string instrument side of things than the uh percussion or piano side of things (laughs) Yeah, which is such a shame because I always, like, think, like, piano gives you such a good, this is a weird soapbox to be on right now, but, like, such a good foundation for, like, musicianship and especially just the relationship notes have with each other that I'm like, I really, like, someone screwed up not giving me a piano lesson or, like, (laughs) I don't know, like, I didn't have, like, a dust, like, a a grand, baby grand to dust off and my parents, like, (laughs) Right. I don't know, like really old house. I'm not sure. I don't know what this like storybook metaphor no, no, is that I'm going so for. No, that's so true. That's definitely how a lot of people start playing piano. It's just like, oh, well, I guess we have this thing and it should be put to use. So Right, mm-hmm. yeah. I did not have that experience. So I, I wish I did because I think that would have been so useful. And I wish I was better at piano because I think it's so beautiful. But not I mean, in this I lifetime. I think a lot of people would say that about the guitar, too. Because mm-hmm. I know, for me, that is the most awkward thing to hold. Really? Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. I've tried guitar several times and have given up oh. quite quickly. It, it wow, hurts my okay. fingers. It's too big. <laughs> <laughs> Your fingers? There is an, another music therapist I work with is like, girls, I just don't want to learn the guitar. I can't get those calluses. I really can't do it. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> it's not so bad. <laughs> like, you forget about it after a little while. Yeah. But yeah. I understand. Yeah. So you, you <laughs> mostly use guitar in um, your, what do you call them, sessions? Yeah. Um, sessions is the right word. Yeah, I use guitar. Um Especially working from home now, that's pretty much all I'm using these days. So, are you doing sessions over Zoom? Not Zoom. Uh, we use Teams or okay, yeah, VidYO. I think is how you say it. I just use that one for the first time today, mm. which is I don't I don't know anything about it. I couldn't tell you. I just <laughs> turned it on and they were there. So I was like, all right, this works, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so your practicum is that mostly just observing, or is that kind of like? Um, if you're going for music ed and you have to do a year or so of student teaching, like, is it kind of observing and uh, doing the thing? <laughs> kind of. So 
I guess to look at it as like a whole. So it's not so much like practicum and then internship. It's just like clinical hours. Like however you get them to get board certified is like, like so be it. So Mm -hmm. like say Duquesne starts us. We have one um, practicum in our freshman year and it's a drum circle that is, it's at Duquesne. It's in this music school and we would just take turns facilitating for like 10 minutes or whatever. And then that we would observe each other. Um, But we had two, not even two. I think we probably had like four total music therapists that were there like helping us and kind of facilitating us. Um, Moving forward, though, you're under a a music therapist, but it would be like sophomore year. You would probably spend most of the time observing and then maybe leading a couple of interventions, whereas like junior year, you're doing most of it and they're just observing you to give you feedback. And then senior year, we were on our own in the sites and then we would report back to a music therapist that works for Duquesne. So it, you know, start to finish. And then same with internships. So my first like two weeks of internship, she was like, my supervisor was like, just watch. Like, you don't have to, like, you can participate. You should get to know all the clients, but don't step in and feel like you need to like lead and like be preparing these elaborate sessions that you're enacting by yourself. So it it is really scaffolded. And then of course, by the end of internship, you're like fully functioning independently as a music therapist, if that makes Mm -hmm. sense. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So it like, it kind of comes in waves. Yeah. Yeah. A little bit of both. (laughs) <laughs> what what degree did you officially graduate with? What is it called? I have a Bachelor of Science in Music Therapy. Okay, Bachelor's mm-hmm. of Science in Music yeah. and then Therapy. You're, certif- you're board certified, and what's that called? Yep, so that is the, after my name, I would be Kennedy Jason, MTBC, so it's Music Therapist hyphen board certified. Nice. Nice. Yeah, and very straightforward. That, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you get the diploma, and then you finish your internship, and then you get the um, MTBC. So you do internship first. So you can walk it at graduation. You can put your cap and gown on and you get the, the um, what would you call it? Like the envelope for your diploma, but you don't actually yeah. get your diploma for, I didn't get uh-huh. mine until July, I guess, because I didn't finish my internship until February. Mm-hmm. So then you graduate the, the next seamless graduation date. And then I was able to get board certified, which COVID of course had something to say about that. And I had to wait like a, whole, a lot longer than I wanted to, but I took my test and yeah, so I'm board certified. It's all all officially official. Awesome. Wait, so yeah. when did you graduate? So I walked across the stage and pretended to graduate in May 2019. Okay, I finished okay. my internship, yeah, in February. So then my graduation date officially, mm-hmm. officially is May 2020. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, but you didn't have to be in school through all of that, so that's <laughs> right. Yeah, I just you did didn't the... have other issues. <laughs> other issues <laughs> yeah no that's true no I was not in school for five years like that like in okay, classroom good, 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 good. yeah that would have been a lot <laughs> you seem very excited about this I appreciate it I feel like you're gonna be a little disappointed I'm not that excited yeah, this is no. all so good oh cool mm-hmm. we're probably right. gonna talk to you more even after this podcast <laughs> yeah anytime no that's totally cool Elena's like I have found a friend <laughs> Yeah, I'm like, I need more information already. Oh, yes. I'm happy to give it. I love it. I could talk about this for literally days. (laughs) Okay, so tell us, what does a day in the life look like for you, um, both before COVID and after? But I guess you didn't have a before COVID um, part of your career, did you? Well, I was in my internship before COVID, and I work at the same facility, just a different location. So I can still kind of provide a day in the life. Okay, great. Yeah. As a music therapy intern. <laughs> and it's basically <laughs> the same as what it would have been right. for me as a board certified music therapist, if not for COVID. Mm-hmm. Um, so before COVID, my day was every morning, 8 a.m., we start with a big team meeting. So everyone on the interdisciplinary team meets and we just talk about 
any key information. They say like any key information to get through your day. So anything about any of the clients, um, we just kind of connect and touch base. So how many From of there, you are doing that? Um, maybe like 20-ish people. It's oh, like wow. the nurses, okay. the social workers, the doctor, our center administrator. We have a rec therapist, dietitian. Gotcha. So any, anything, basically, wh- whomever. Um, and then that takes usually about an hour or so. And then I would plan for my day. So whatever my group would be in the morning. Um, some morning morning groups were we had a glee club. We had an exercise group called Drummer Size. I had just a dementia, like, general music group. Um, we had a worship service. I think that's all the stuff we would do in the morning. So I would just kind of get everything situated for that and plan ahead. Lead my group. Do any documentation I had to do. So just, like, who was there if I need to reach out to anybody if like anything noteworthy happened that needs to be mentioned to like a medical person or a social worker or what have you. And then I would take lunch. After lunch, I would have a little more planning time and then I would lead my afternoon group, which might be another dementia group. We did a chronic pain management group in the afternoon sometimes. Um, what else did I do in the afternoon? We had a like relaxation group with the behavioral health team, um, a gospel choir, I'm sure I'm missing something, but I mean, whatever. this sounds like a lot. This is so much. Yes. Oh, it's crazy. I mean, I wouldn't do all those things. In theory, just like the bare bones, it would be like two groups, probably one individual mm-hmm. session, and then like a lot of planning and documentation like throughout. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Could you tell us like what kind of facility is this that you're working at? Oh, I probably should have led with that. Well, um, that's so okay. <laughs> I'm like just thinking, you know, um, it's a day center for seniors. So they live in the community, and it's basically this program is instead of them living in a nursing home, they would live in the community with help from us. And when COVID isn't happening, they come into a day center. So they'll have, like, activities. They eat two meals there. They can socialize with each other. They do, like, crafts. They can see a doctor, a social worker, physical therapy, and then they go home for the day. So a life program, it's living independently for the elderly, I think is the official acronym. And so it's just helping people who would be in a nursing home not be in a nursing home. Mm -hmm. So helping them stay integrated with their community with community support. So that's us. This is the community Mm -hmm. support. That's awesome. Yeah. So then you um, set all of this lovely stuff up for everybody or you make sure it's going to run. And then um, which kind of activities would you lead? Um, So... I led or was, like, directly involved with. So the dementia group, that was a lot of, like, reminiscing, using music. Um, and we always had, not always, but we oftentimes had a snack. Um, it's a good bribe nice. to get them to want to come sometimes. Um, but we would, like, decorate cookies or one, year, one time we did, like, gingerbread houses, stuff like that. Um, yes. I would lead for the ukulele group, the glee club, the worship service, um, sometimes the exercise group. I feel like I'm forgetting, like, big ones. The relaxation group, the pain management group I did uh, quite a bit of facilitating Okay, in. this is still a lot of stuff, Kennedy. <laughs> it's, <laughs> <laughs> it's like all, I mean, there was, yeah, there wasn't anything that I can think of. I mean, there's a rec therapist, and she does stuff that isn't music-related, so she would do, like, the crafts or, like, the mm-hmm. like the board game kind of activities, so I wouldn't do any of those. But, like, any, like, music-related kind of activity, like, I had a hand in, pretty much. Mm-hmm. And if I did it, my supervisor did, and I would uh, supervise, or not supervise, I would observe. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, so it's it's a it's a bit. I mean, it's a 9 to 5, so it's not like I'm, like, working late into the night, but I'm, I'm busy. Like, right. I don't have a lot of downtime during the day. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, I kind of want to know the details of exactly what you do in all of these, but maybe just pick your favorite one. 
<laughs> oh, okay. Um, I think the dementia group is probably my favorite. So, well, I guess I already talked about that one, though. Um, worship service is really cool, which surprises me. I am not personally religious, really, at all. Um, so I was like, I don't really know how this is going to go. And I didn't want to, like, infringe on my clients, like, you know, worshiping experience. Yeah. But it was, like, honestly kind of rowdy. Like, they would sing. They would play drums and <laughs> instruments. They would get, like, really loud. And so we would lead music. And then the pastor would come and, um, you know, give a message for the day. And she was very interactive and, like, very interesting. And then we would sing some more songs just to wrap it up. So that was, like, it was, like, a chill one. It was a nice way. It was always Monday morning. It was a nice way to start the start the week off. But they, they got rowdy. Like, they are very into it. It was great. <laughs> So you're, um, like, in the front playing guitar, leading the songs, and then they, um, like, play drums with you or play guitar with you or just sing? Yeah. Yeah. So just whatever. So that one was a little bit different. That was a little more, like, not like a performance, really, but it would be, like, so I would be, like, here. They would sit in, like, a semicircle behind us, and we would, like, play out to the day center, so the people sitting out at the tables. Oh, okay. Otherwise, that's cool. though, that's the only exception. My other groups were always, like, contained. I don't want to say always. Typically contained, like, a circle or a semicircle where we're all facing each other. Mm-hmm. So, like, the dementia group or, like, the ukulele group, like, I would lead them from mm-hmm. the front of the semicircle. And they weren't, like, performing or, like, other people weren't really, unless it was a performance, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A little more self-contained. But, yeah, worship service was wild. And was it a set? <laughs> It was a set week, like, you know, um, all the things that you're going to do all week, and then you just plan for, okay, well, for this worship service, I will guess I'll do these songs, and for yes. this, I'll do this, and every week, it'll just change the repertoire sort of thing? Pretty much, yeah. Nice. Sometimes, I know some people do it differently at, like, some of the other locations, like, some people just do, like, oh, I do this this group, or, like, this kind of function like once a month but this one I do like three times a month mm-hmm. so for me I I was working in like a set like a weekly schedule and do you choose what you do based on like feedback you get from people or is it just kind of oh no you're the boss tell us what to do from them um, a little bit of both like they uh I've learned working with older adults like they definitely are happy to let you know like what they're in the mood for and like what they're thinking <laughs> yeah um but sometimes, yeah, sometimes they're just, like, along for, you know, I'll be like, oh, like, what song should we sing? And, like, you pick. And I'm like, no, that's not the point. <laughs> you pick. I'm here for you. So it just kind of depends on the context, who's in the group. A little bit of both. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is there ever, like, a program that you follow to or kind of base your stuff off of? Or do you, like, do you build the program from scratch yourself? Oh, or I see. There... Okay. Yeah. Um. So... Sometimes, if I have, like, an idea, I've literally had ideas come to me, like, in the night, which is, like, weird. Yes! Um, but sometimes I'll do that. I usually like to follow, like, a structure, so, well, duh. So, like, I would start with, like, a hello song, end with a goodbye song, and then I'm just filling in really, like, the 40, 45-ish minutes in the middle. Mm-hmm. Um, so, sometimes, yeah, I would come from scratch. There's this really great book called, what is it called? Musically Engaged Seniors, and it's just, like, session plans for different like music therapy groups you could do with adults that's a really good one hmm. um activities connection i don't know if either of you've heard of that but that's like the it's like the online bible for recreation people working with older adults it's just like all these different ideas and you can get like coloring pages and like crossword puzzles and like whatever pretty much is on there which is nice um right. pinterest is surprisingly a good resource mm-hmm. and instagram i it seems like a trend now for people in their internship to make an instagram account like for like, themselves as music therapists, and they'll post, like, session ideas and stuff. So mm. the internet is, like, a good place if I'm feeling a little uh, 
feet in terms of the creativity for my session ideas. If there's a yeah. niche, then Instagram will have it. Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. Well, even um, just like school teachers, even like math teachers, they they have a whole Instagram and like look at how I decorated my classroom yeah, and stuff like right. that. Right. That's so true. Yeah. yeah. And we love that. Keep doing that, math teachers. Yes. I know, right? I love, I love stuff like that. See. Right. <laughs> Okay, so that was po- before COVID. Now, how does that look different now? Well, thanks to COVID, we don't have a day center right now. Um, it's not open, so everyone is home. Like um, since so- March, there was no going back, no like trying or anything, and then and then re- okay, like I don't know. Yeah, so we did. Um, we were allowed to open at one point, and we did briefly, but it was very very limited. Like yeah. it used to be. I don't want to give like a false number, but if I remember correctly, I think like 60 some people would come in every day before COVID. And then after mm. or like during COVID, like we could have. So we have two rooms at my current location. We have a room for people with dementia and then a room for people that are more independent. So the room for people with dementia didn't really change. We were able to spread them all out. There were only a handful of them. The other room, though, um, it went from like 60 some people to like maybe 10 people a day. Right. So it was a big, big, big difference. Um but right now, right now, we're all at home. They're all home, just mm-hmm. staying there. We all, you, all the staff are using their own house as, like, home base. And then from here, so we have our morning meeting on Teams in the morning. And then I'll go to home visits throughout the day. I usually do probably, like, five. But some days, two days a week, I just do work from home, and I just do groups of the phone. So I have a, for the month of December, I'm doing a virtual Christmas caroling group two days Aww. a week. And then my other, we're doing worship service over the phone, and um, I'm part of a mindfulness relaxation group that we're doing once a week over the phone, too. So part of that would mean you had to convince your clients to learn how to use the computer to to do these calls, right? Kind of. Um, some of them have. Usually, it's Teams gives you, like, a phone number to call into and, like, a password, so they mm-hmm. just pick up their phone and dial it, or... Oh, Even okay. easier for them. I can call them into the group and they just pick it up. And when they're like, hello, like they're in the group. Okay. So, so it's not nice. a video thing. Right. Sometimes um, I've done a couple of video sessions. Um, usually I'll have like a staff person help me. Mm-hmm. And they'll, that's obviously like the best way. I don't know if I've ever, no, I know I haven't. I've never con- like gone directly like my computer to the client's computer. And they're like, you know, <laughs> like logging on and like navigating it themselves. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Yeah. Okay, cool. So um, the place you work for has made it nice and simple and straightforward for mm-hmm. them to just pick up the phone, which is something they're comfortable with, and be able to participate the same way that they were before. Yes, and that's very – that's one thing during COVID. Like, my COVID silver lining is just 2020's technology will make, like, just about anything possible, which is great. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And how are you um, – how are you doing in this? Are you thir- are you surviving or thriving? Mm, I mean, are any of us really thriving? <laughs> I don't um, know. I'm. Yeah, I guess I guess I could be like the the first one. No, I'm not. Um, I'm doing like <laughs> fine. I definitely have to say my creativity as a musician is a little stunted. Like I'm not tempted after like leading sessions on the phone for hours. I'm not tempted to like pick my guitar up from this corner and move it over to the couch and, like, play some songs and, like, write some music. Like, it's just not really calling to me. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, otherwise, though, I'm not, like, too mad about it. I am a very social person, but 
I'm a bit of a homebody. Like, I'm happy to get, like, pizza and, like, watch a movie and, like, you know. It just is, like, a shame because normally I would have, like, a friend over to do that and now we have to Zoom, which is... Right. That does not feed my soul, but I'll take it. I'm doing okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But you're, like, counting down the days until you can be back to where you were, sort oh of Oh, my thing. gosh, please. I yeah. had no idea how much I took it, like, just took for granted, like, just being in a room... Right. Or, like, sitting and, like, playing, like, noodle ball or, like, a game. You know what I mean? Like, passing mm-hmm. instruments around. Like, I just didn't realize how much I missed that until mm-hmm. it's been, uh, what, nine months now. We haven't done it. So, yes. yeah. Yeah. Now, you said in high school you did some, like, open open mics or you played at, like, cafes and stuff. Do you try to do that around Pittsburgh or did you? I, yeah, I did. I was um, – you know what is actually really sad is during my internship, I played one last gig. Actually, it was a year ago today, I'm pretty sure. I played, like, one gig, and I was like, man, I'm tired. Like, <laughs> this is a lot. Like, I'm going to just take some time off. So I was like, at the end of my internship, I'll start booking again. And I did, and then nice. COVID happened literally then. So I was like, I haven't played yeah. really out in a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, I loved it, though. I would love to do it eventually again, but it, it <laughs> who knows at right, this point. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But that's cool. So that's like um, another aspect of your musicianship life is like, hey, I just want to like also play my own music and share it. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Mm -hmm. That's cool. So um, moving forward or not moving forward necessarily, but looking ahead, is this um, job that you have now the sort of thing you could see really settling into and like for the long haul? Or um, do you have other things that you're like, okay, well, I'll do this for now, but then one day I'll do, I don't know, something else? Yeah, um, I definitely, I could retire from this job for sure. I could not like right now, but like, you know, in many years, I'd be happy to stay with this job until then. Um, I do have aspirations though. I would like to get, um, certified in neurologic music therapy. So it's like using music to just in, you know, neurologically, so like more in the brain. Um, I'm interested in behavioral health, um, as well. So like kind of like a psychology aspect to a little deeper into that. Uh, and dementia care is definitely my favorite part of my job. So I would like to use that more. Mm. Um, but that being said, I do love the activities kind of portion of my job too, of like the glee club and the ukulele group. So there's, you know, there's a time and a place for all of it. I'm, I'm happy with my job for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When you say like, um, psychology or behavioral, is that like you want to do music therapy or you just want to do like regular therapy? I definitely want to stick with music therapy, but yeah. So, like, like, um, the chronic pain management group that I was doing before was behavioral. Uh, I've been talking with someone at work about a smoking cessation group, which I'm really Mm -hmm. excited about. I'm curious to see how music will play a role in people uh, quitting smoking. So, that's, like, a behavioral approach as well, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. So, what does that look like? Like, what kind of, what would you do for them? Uh, so there's music is like a positive reinforcement. So like if something is done well, you can like a reward of like a song you can listen to after doing this or like as a, almost like a negative reinforcement, like, Oh, if you, so like to, to the smoking cessation group, the idea I had was, um, having like a empowerment anthem. So it'd be like, Oh, you know, I'm really craving a cigarette and I'm going to listen to the song and like sing along with it. And that's going to like show me that I, I don't need to smoke a cigarette. Like I can like enjoy this instead and find something else to do. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I have used that kind of technique before. I used to work with someone who would get very anxious, and it was a great redirection tool for us to engage in music together. 
uh, we would play the drum and sing, and that would just like really calm the nervous system, calm the body. So that's a behavioral technique as well. Mm-hmm. And so is- that all makes sense. <laughs> Yeah, no, I'm, okay. I'm just coming from, like, no knowledge, so it might seem obvious to you, but it's no, actually no. very helpful. <laughs> yeah, no, that's fine. Do you have stated goals for the people that you work with, or is it more like, if they get something out of what I'm doing, that's great, and if not, then we'll just adjust? Like goals, yeah, so that's the... I feel like the, the main... The moral of the story when it comes to music therapy is, like, you're setting goals that are not necessarily music related, but the music gets you there. So if your goal is to increase your ability to relax, we could use music to help you relax. Like I said, calm the nervous system, just kind of like slow the body down a little bit. If your goal is to increase your ability to take turns in a group setting, say you're a child and you need to improve taking turns in a classroom, you could do that by drumming in a circle in a group. And taking turns in that setting would give you something to apply to another setting where it's like a, I don't want to say more practical, but it's like your real life application right. of it. Mm-hmm. So that's like, yeah, goals are a big thing. But then in the kind of activities layer of music therapy, it is like, you know, it's like, oh, we enjoy singing together in a group. And there's goals that we could do with that, like a sense of community and social socialization and like a leisure skill. But there's other like adjusting on the fly, too. I'm not necessarily writing a goal for every single person of the group. Gotcha. If that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. And then as far as the job that you have now, you said you internshiped there. Did they still have you go through the whole ring around of we're going to hire you (laughs) or we we might not hire you or how was that hiring process? Yeah. So, um, I mean, I can't speak to the inside of it, I guess, but from my perspective, I was like, I'm just going to treat this like they don't know who I am. Like I'm just some random person that found this on Indeed. So I did still apply. I did use my, of course, I used my supervisor as a reference. Mm -hmm. Um, And it was easier to coordinate me coming into interview because I would just like drive, you know, they would call the phone in the office. Uh, But it wasn't, (laughs) yeah, I still had to, I did my two rounds of interviews. I had to fill out the long handwritten application and I had to do the background check and all that stuff, have my orientation days, like my orientation classroom days. So So yeah, it was not... Yeah, you kind of just lucked, not just, but you lucked out that they were actually looking for someone at the time when you were finishing up. Is that true? It was literally the most perfect timing. Like, I feel like... So that's not standard. Most people can't expect for that to happen. (laughs) No, 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 definitely not. I don't want to create any false pretenses. I definitely, not to be super corny, but I definitely was like manifesting it. Like, I was, of course, pleasantly surprised, but I was like, I've been putting so much energy into like wanting to work here since I started my internship. But yeah, no, that was not standard. I don't, I wouldn't, I can't give a percentage or like a ratio, but I wouldn't say it's super common that people go right from their internship to a job at their internship site. But what a, um, an affirmation that what you were doing was meaningful and valuable to the people that you were interning for, right? Like, oh, definitely. Yeah. It was such a great validating moment of, you know, like, yeah, we would love for you to work here. Like, oh, it's, yeah, it was so good. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Were you planning on staying in Pittsburgh or were you just like, oh, well, this kind of happened. So now I'm going to stay here because it's a good job and I love doing it. Sorry, people. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, family. <laughs> um, I did want to stay in Pittsburgh when it was time to look for internships. I don't think I applied for an internship really anywhere else. Mm-hmm. I think I found all sites in the Pittsburgh area. And then when it came to jobs, I was open to looking other places, but I really wasn't interested in moving. Mm-hmm. And then when this happened, I was like, this feels like a sign. Like, this is like totally where I'm supposed to be right now. So, yeah, I was not super interested in moving back to Rochester at any point, I don't think. 
<laughs> the city sucked you in. It does it that. It did, absolutely. <laughs> it did that to me. Yeah. For your internship, were you able to pick, like, I want to work with seniors, clients, or were you, did it just happen to work out that way? Um, yeah, you're able to choose. So the rule of thumb, I, I think, at least when I was applying, you could apply to five different places. And if you got, so if you send out five applications, if you got a no, you can send out now one more application. Gotcha. Um, so some people are selective and say you wanted to only work in like pediatric medicine. So you're only applying to children's hospitals. Just because I wanted to stay in the Pittsburgh area, I was a little more open. So I think I applied, I applied to one hospital. It was a psych and children's hospital. Two of my sites were um, seniors. And I think one was children, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think that was the deal. So I only ended up doing four. That doesn't sound right, but let's go with that. So I guess like that was like half of my focus was on seniors, but I was mm-hmm. open to other things. Awesome. Yeah. So do you have any hobbies? Um, of course. I love a scary movie. I love just movies in general. Like, I like going to the movies. I feel like that's kind of weird. Um, but I loved, like, the experience of, like, going to see a movie, specifically scary movies. Um, I love animals. I have a rescue dog, and I'm obsessed with her. I would love to do that, and that's, like, a personal goal of mine is, like, foster dogs, and I would love to get a rescue greyhound. I know that's weirdly specific, but <laughs> it's, like, long-term, like, real-life personal goal for me. Um, I love yoga. I'm actually starting my yoga teacher training in January, I hope. Ooh. So I'm really excited. Yeah, I'm curious to see how that'll kind of work its way into my music therapy practice, too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, hobbies. I love just doing, like, I'm not active in, like, workout kind of way, but I love to do things, like, out in the world. Like, I love a museum. I love shopping. I love, like small businesses. I love going out to eat. It's like everything I like to do, I can't do right now, right? but I do love it still. And I feel like I love it more now that I can't. Right. Well, Pittsburgh <laughs> is the best place for all of that kind of stuff though. All this like cool stuff that you find just like walking around like a neighborhood or whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's yeah, it's cool. It's, I don't know if this is true for every city, but I feel like Pittsburgh is like the places it's like trip advisors, like top 15 places to see in Pittsburgh are like not the coolest places you can go to by a long shot yeah so well you both know so yeah um I love I don't know spending time in the community I guess is like I don't like to say going out to eat is like a hobby because that's kind of weird but (laughs) like that's what I mean that's my (laughs) hobby oh perfect (laughs) and then do you have any sort of side ventures or hidden projects that we haven't talked about um I don't know I didn't really look for you too hard on social media so we didn't get to stalk you at all this all happened so quick What a shame. Well, I'm super boring on social media, so you're not missing anything. Okay. Um, my only side venture really is my my music. So Kennedy Jason Music is my website, Ooh. and I'm on Spotify just under my full name. Um, awesome. I don't have a ton on there. I just have an EP that I recorded a couple years ago now. Um, but I'd like to get I'd like to get into that eventually. So hopefully soon I'll yeah. have something newer to promote. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. All right. And then, I don't know, I wrote this other section down here in case you had anything that you, um, you, you're you passionate about and would also like to talk about. Any any personal re- revelations? I don't, did I write that? Yeah. Revelations. <laughs> on, did I write that? <laughs> well, <laughs> I 
I had a few different words going on in my head when I was trying to type that. And I was like, no, revelations. That's the word that I want. Um, on like art, what it is, or teaching, or the future of classical music, or the orchestra, being a full-time orchestral musician. Although it didn't seem like that was ever something that um, really stuck out as something you wanted to try to do. <laughs> oh, it didn't. And honestly, I remember taking like classical voice lessons uh-huh. and like my head would like, I'd get dizzy from like singing high and I was like, this is just so awful. I hate all of this. <laughs> I would like, I love classical music. I think it's beautiful. I love to go see the symphony, but like I just to actually like make it myself. I was like, this is so not me. <laughs> This does not fit the vibe. <laughs> like, the, does not fit the vibe that I'm giving off right now. I love that. Which is a shame. Maybe in another lifetime I could like venture into that more. Because oh. I do love it. Like I think opera is so cool, but I could never. No. I there's absolutely nothing to feel bad about for that. <laughs> you say you like going to the symphony. I I the last time I went to the symphony was because my teacher said I should. So <laughs> Whatever gets you there, I guess. That counts. Yeah. <laughs> so no shame in that. Um, let's see. I, I don't know. Are there any, like, stigmas about being in music therapy that you would like to uncover or slash? <laughs> I feel like um, because it's not super well-known necessarily, um, I feel like a lot of the stigmas are, like, exist in, like, a music school. Um, I think I heard a lot in school that like, oh, your major sounds like really fun. Like, that's cute. You do like drum circles. Like, that's adorable. Like, I think that's so rude. Like, oh, my mm-hmm. God. <laughs> like, no, it's like, it's not. I mean, it's like, sure, like a drum circle is cute and fun. But like, when you're dealing with someone with like a lot of trauma or like, that's not cute. Like, no, it's it's mm-hmm. hard work. And it's like an evidence based practice. Like, you would never say nursing is cute. Like, you would never see someone get a flu shot. You're like, how cute? Like, no, that's really weird. I guess that's the biggest, that and, like, I mean, I've already talked at length about, like, music therapy being, like, kind of an activity, not really a stigma, it's just, like, a different side of it that seems like the more popular side, at least in, like, the section of music therapy I'm in working with seniors, but it's not, like, I just am hopeful that people know that's not, like, all a music therapist has to offer is, like, leading a a worship choir or a ukulele <laughs> right. club or whatever yeah no it sounds like a very emotional job too right and like you see these clients regularly so you get invested i'm sure absolutely and then you were saying earlier about all the um paperwork and writing things down and keeping track of things that you have to do as well is i'm sure a huge part of it yeah definitely especially like even just in your brain like as weird as the sounds but like I would have, like, ukulele and glee club going, like, not going at the same time, but I would have them, like, one day next to each other. And just to keep straight, like, which songs I learned for which group is, like, mm-hmm. like imagine the mess if I started, like, playing and instructing someone to play in ukulele. is like, a really, like, difficult to play, like, jazz song that we were singing. Like, that would just be a disaster. Like, I don't mm-hmm. know. It's a lot of, like, you know, a lot of organization kind of goes into it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And it sounds like you were trained in an excellent way for that and that it's all coming together. That's so exciting. <laughs> yeah, it's really cool. It's I know like the point of this is not to like have your dream job already, but like I, I unfortunately weird flex, but I kind of job. feel like I do. Okay. For where I am right now, like absolutely. Like that is absolutely what's going on. Like dream That's job. Awesome. I love it. Yes. Would highly recommend anyone wanting to get into music therapy or like interested in it, like look more into it like it's it's just the coolest yeah well I can see that trend already especially because well like people like us we um 
classical musicians especially have this like urge and i think there's a need now to get more into the communities that Mm -hmm. you're actually in right instead of saying hey come to me right and um there's just so much more training that i feel like I need sometimes in order to work effectively like with seniors or with children and I teach private lessons too and I'm like you know I should have learned maybe more about music education it's so I don't know it's baffling to me how much performers actually don't know about just like working with people (laughs) and that should be like our main concern (laughs) right (laughs) right so I mean I can see um I don't know I'm kind of I'm kind of jealous I'm like I want to take psych classes so <laughs> <laughs> do it <laughs> right why not listen we're in quarantine like you have all the free time in the world in theory like just get a degree like <laughs> don't let yeah, anyone tell you me. can't <laughs> now um would you be interested or available if someone listening to the podcast wanted to reach out and ask more questions about this Okay, my audio totally just cut out, but I oh. think you asked if I'm open to people getting in touch with me, in which case I am. Um, and you can do that. My email is kennedym, as in Mary, jason at yahoo.com. Not the as in Mary part, but that's the letter. Yes. Kennedymjason at yahoo.com. Well, that's the best way to get in touch with me. We'll put it in the show notes. <laughs> okay, perfect. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Oh, this is so awesome. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you for having me. This was really fun. I hope I didn't like bore anybody to tears. I told you I'm super long-winded. No, I <laughs> no. feel like this has been a really quick hour, and I still need to know more things. But <laughs> I'm available. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for being on. And I guess this is going to do it for another episode of Earbuds Engaged. All right. That's it. And now I stop the recording. Oh. Um,